My name's Tim. You might know me from Aethercast. Quick way to abort, just don't have sex or wear lots of condoms. I stock up on Plan B pills. I just put them in the chick's drink when I bring her over. You know, fuck it. You never know. And joining me from Cast from Exile, who do we have? It is I, your gutter guru. You are my devout disciples. Howdy, homies. Sid Swami here. Is it really necessary to say that I'm from Cast from Exile, though? I mean, really, when does that show like come out with an episode last I, I don't remember i definitely wasn't on it and it sucked also i think that brian rommel what up what up is pretty much given up on cast from exile which is fucked up because he's a coach and it's his job to like teach people to never give up and then he just gave up on a show Winners never quit and quitters never win, Ryan Brommel. It's your boy, Brother Ryan. They did just release three new episodes on the enemy base. One and only Sex Panther. Cash Max out, but they were from six months ago. So I guess six months later than never, Ryan Brommel. That's better, better than nothing. No, I, th- I think you guys are all confused because that's one of those things where you got to, like, you know, check the sources and make sure that it's real news and not that fake news or alternative facts or whatever. The only man to get kicked out of packs for arguing with a vendor that they weren't charging enough for Eldrazi Displacer. Oh, shit, y'all. It's John Holland. Jesus Christ, I could have bought boxes for the price that Star City charges for a Drazi Displacer, though. But yes, thank you for the intro. I mean, I think you really got to check into that CFE thing, because I think that was on the same websites that we're talking about. You know, Trump's inauguration size and some other fake news shit. It just sounds kind of shady to me. True. So you did hit a PAX, though. How was that? Was that a, a fun weekend of magic? Oh, Jesus well, um, for people who don't know, PAX South is in San Antonio, I guess, in perpetuity now. And uh, every year, it's one of those things where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, and I forget about it. But I had a free day, so I got the one-day ticket. Fucking waste of $45. Jesus Christ. I mean, like, you walk in the door, and the smell hits you just so badly. Ugh. It was awful. And then, like, uh, I mean, I really didn't know what to expect, because I've never been before. But, like... The video games they had there were shit. The magic was shit. There was, like, literally no positive side of going to PAX. Don't do it. Just don't do it. There's our positive John Holland. With a bunch of fucking psychopaths. Wow. You dumbass. How the fuck am I hiding? You fucking salty sizzle chest. You son of a bitch. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck me. Oh, fuck me. Get the dildo out of my ass. Oh, God. I'm like a son of a bitch. I mean, you're just such a little bitch boy. God damn it. Fucking piece of shit. That smell that hit you right when you walked in, was it depression, loneliness, sadness, or just body odor? Here's the thing I don't understand is like these people, they're like fucking staying in hotel rooms, allegedly, right? There's a shower right in the goddamn room. It's included with the price. You know, why can't you fucking use it? It's just unbelievable to me. I would just buy like a car air freshener and just wear it like a necklace. Yeah, that's not actually a bad idea. I should, like, cosplay as a clean person or something. That was my costume. And oh, by the way, if you don't know, San Antonio is one of the fattest cities, like, FAT fat, and the entire country. So if you just, like, Google Pack South cosplay, like, uh, from Overwatch, there was a fucking obese Widowmaker. And- Widowmaker here. Let them eat cake. You have my attention. Do you see me? Pathetic. I'm moving the payload. 
Merci. It's not you. It's me. And then I'll be Sombra. Hey there. Clear the area. Group up with me. Too close for comfort. I need help. Get ready. No slacking now. Touch me, and you'll get burned by no kung fu. I should go drop by the bakery so little time. Damn it! We all have our weaknesses. Bye. There was like some obese Pokemon people. I mean, it was just fucking disgusting. Prepare for trouble. What's going on is us. And Ricky Double being us is a plus. To protect the world from devastation. To unite all people within our nation. To denounce the evils of truth and love. To extend our reach to the stars above. Jesse and James. Team Rocket blasts off at the speed of light. Surrender now or prepare for a totally grown-up fight. Hot chicks in San Antonio, John. What you got for me? Yeah, I'm char- I'm totally with Charles Barkley on that. There's there's no hot chicks down here. I mean, if you wanted to make some money, you should have like a fucking diabetes testing booth at Pack South. <laughs> Savage. It's like all the hot chicks in San Antonio are related to people from out of state because they're all there in the military or some shit. Because my wife's hot, but she's not from San Antonio, but that's where I met her. Yeah, you know, that is actually a very good call because there's not a whole bunch of people that are actually from San Antonio, but there's a lot of people passing through. Have you guys noticed a lot less activity on Tinder lately? Nope. All right, just checking. Oh, man, as shitty as that weekend was, though, John, it sounds like fucking heaven compared to the weekend I have. So Saturday morning, I get up to take a piss, right? And I notice that I'm going, and it feels like I'm going, but no pee's coming out. And my balls are expanding like puffer fish. And I'm like, oh, shit. Now I go to work, and then by the time I get off work, my nutsack is the size of, like, a young watermelon. Or like a very large post-harvest squash. So I decided to go to the emergency room. And they told me that there was something blocking my pee hole. That looked like a kidney stone. And I was going to have to pass it. And so they took me up to the hospital room. And we spent like at least eight hours trying to pass this thing. I was up in stirrups. They had to cut slit on the side of my dick slit. Like where my Peter cheeks kind of like come together. And I had to push and push. I crapped. And when it came out, it was an emerald. And they let me keep it, and I named it Lynn, because it's as annoying as that song, Steal My Sunshine. Making sure I'm not in too deep. And they were like, how much water do you drink? And I'm like, I don't drink any water. I drink Comet Cola, bitch. Holy fuck, that gem came out of your body from Comet Cola? That's right. If you'll just replace every liquid in your diet with Comet Cola, then you too can pee emeralds and become rich like the Swami. Fuck yeah, Comet Cola! My name's Pepe. I run a dog fighting ring. I would never touch Comet Cola. I spilled that shit on my coffee table and it ate a hole right through it. I feed that shit to my dogs. It makes them insane. They'll keep fighting 10 minutes after their heart stops. There's something in that shit. Fucking Comet Cola. I'm a hooker. I can hook all night long if I drink Comet Cola. Also, my heroin tracks went away after drinking three Comet Colas. Comet Cola, the most insane energy ever. Use it to fuel your car. Use it to blast a rocket ship into outer space. Thanks for tuning in to Magic and Hash. Patreon Duggets, please. See, I always thought it would be funny if uh, when a dude had a kidney stone that got a pass like that, it took out like a large cartoon comic style hammer and just started like beating him on the dick to try to break it up a little bit and make it easier to pass. It did that, but it didn't work. All it did was make my fucking dick look like a used up toothpaste tube. Sounds like a lonely night at home. I beat that shit like it owes me money. I beat that shit like I'm an aggro deck and they are playing two lands. I beat that shit like I'm Mardu Vehicles and it's Pro Tour Ether Revolt. Ooh, too soon? I beat that shit like I've got an infinite combo on the table and I'm in the Pro Tour because that was totally in every fucking deck. I beat that shit like every opponent that Brian Braun doing faces. Yeah, I think it's time that I officially announce that I have let go 
of a member of Swami Superstar Corporation who wasn't able to put up the performance of a high level of excellence that we demand. So uh, Mr. Travis Darian Wu was released from his contract this morning following several hours of litigation. He ended up getting a pack of Big Red. While you two would say goodbye a little longer, make it last a little longer. You go first, long last, be fresh, and a car wash token for car wash in Phoenix, Arizona at participating locations. I tried to give him some advice to get him to win, but he wouldn't listen to anything I said. He wasn't jacking off between rounds. Damn common mistake. You know, the people, they were clamoring for him on the Twitch chat, but he wouldn't do anything to acknowledge that, like wearing a Hitler mustache or a swastika armband. I tried to help the man form a strategy to win the Pro Tour. I tried to teach him how to play the psychological game by fucking his opponent's girlfriends the night before day one and day two and he wouldn't do that he said he needed to rest so i can't work miracles if a client won't take my strategic advice then i have no choice but to try to move on to something else if they won't take those steps to victory because the road to victory is paved in scrubs shout out to travis Wu. Your Magic and Hash t-shirt is on the way. Loser. Yeah, maybe uh, he was just trying to lay low so that Trump would let him back in the country. Ha, what's this all about? Uh, excuse me, sir. Please pull to the side here. What's the problem? What's your last name? Wu? You've been selected for a random cavity search. Trump jokes. We don't want to lose fans here. Yeah, I don't know, dude. If they want to get on their feelings about us fucking roasting on Trump, then we don't want them to fucking listen. Because you know what? Like, all elected officials are fucking right for parody. And if you think that the president's so fucking cool that you can't clown on him, you can clown on any fucking president. You can clown on Abraham actually, Lincoln. He's one actually, of the funniest you know, presidents in history. You know what, though? If this travel ban kept Wu out of the country, I bet there was a whole bunch of fucking magic players that would suddenly be all for it. I'm on the every president ever since Abraham Lincoln sucks. And Abraham Lincoln just got lucky. I'm a Millard Fillmore fan myself. Ah, old-fashioned John Holland. It reminds me of a time when you would pitch pennies with your friends or roll a hoop down in the street with a stick. God, those were simpler times. Nobody ever wants to give Taft any love. What about Grover Cleveland? I mean, he served on two non-consecutive terms in office. Ain't nobody ever done that. Oh, excuse me, I left something here. Oh, excuse me, are you a new intern? You know, it's kind of like James Brown, where he's like down on the floor and they bring out the cape and then he gets back up and does it again. That is pretty baller. Get on up, hit me, oh, yeah, oh, 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 hit me. James Brown, nothing. Fucking Pro Tour Ireland, dog. So Fatal Push is a thing. It was the card that showed up from the new set, I feel like. 24 copies of Heart of Kieran in the top eight. You know what I think is most surprising about the top eight is that there is not a single fucking blue card in any of these decks. I mean, you got a couple in some of the sideboards here. You know, you want to talk about color diversity. It is not there. I almost feel like there's a mono blue counters deck with Brawl. Tim's Deck Ideas. You know that shit's bomb. Don't look at me like that, fucker. With Baral, you got Thing in the Ice, and you got Torrential Gear Hulk. You have a lot of finishers that help your counter game. And there's Void Shatter, there's Disallow. You can even do the Surge one that's blue-blue, so you could play a draw spell right into that. Yeah, some somebody clever out there is going to come out with, like, a mono-blue deck and just, like, fucking run a... And then everybody's going to flock to that shit. It's so doable. I mean, they made control right there in the open. There's so many counter spells. They make legendary creature that makes counter spells cheaper, and you get to draw this card when you're doing that. You're just like pouring towards your torrential gear hulk, countering their shit. You just have to land him and then bounce their guys, maybe. But then- yeah, but having good counter spells doesn't necessarily mean that there's a good control deck out there. The thing that makes a control deck so good is the ability to get these two for ones and also be able to wipe the board and buy time. Time to draw more cards to find more answers. Riddle me this, riddle me that. 
And with shit like vehicles like Heart of Kieran, a much more Planeswalker centric. I mean, every fucking deck has a Planeswalker now. It's really hard for a fucking control deck to be good. You have to be really good at control to play it in standard right now. I kind of feel like the standard doesn't want you to do pure control. It wants you to do like control with a little bit of aggro or something like that. Delver. But I mean, I think Tim's right. Aw, John, you fucked up. I think Tim's right. Yep. I think Tim's right. I'm gonna be using that one all the time. I think you can make a control deck. I just wonder if there was a whole bunch of them out there that got run over before we made it to the cuts, or if anybody was just not doing that, or maybe it's just not strong enough. What's the deal? Where's the control, guys? Well, I think that a lot of people were looking at that Sahili deck because it's a control shell that has that infinite combo in it. I was watching the deck tech with Paul Cheon and Gabby Sparks. By the way, Gabby Sparts is always trying to interrupt motherfuckers. Like, she's trying to do an interview, and I feel like I have the right to fucking criticize somebody at this point because being in Cast from Exile, we did fucking tons of interviews. And whenever the person you're interviewing is, like, trying to talk, you don't need to be so eager to ask them their next question. But, Sid, real quick, I was going to ask you. Or even, like, try to finish their sandwiches. Sentences for them. That shit's lame. Awesome. But yeah, that's the control deck is the Jeskai, Sahili Rai, and Torrential Gear Hulk. It's really just the dribbling shits. Torrential Gear Hulk deck. Oh. So if you go like red, blue, Tim's deck ideas. You know that shit's bomb. Don't look at me like that, fucker. With your counter spell situation, you get Brutal Expulsion, which opens up for two for ones. A lot of people have been playing that in like the Jeskai Sahili deck. And I think that'd be great in just a general counter. Plus, an underplayed card is Ceremonious Rejection right now. With all these artifacts and vehicles running around, it's a one mana counter spell. And then you can go right into one of your surge cards. Like Fall of the Titans. You get to kill two things or pump all your mana into shooting them in the face. Where the fuck is that card? That was out week one of that set, and now Baral's making your spells one less. All of a sudden, Surge becomes a big, big thing. I like where we're going with this. I think Tim's right. I just talk a lot. The thing about that Chihili combo is, if it's so fucking good and it's so out there and everything, then why the fuck wasn't it in the top eight? You know my opinion on infinite combos. They're pretty much fucking worthless. If it's that good, you know, you would think it would at least show up, but it really didn't. I think most of the Pro Tour decks were pre-tuned to deal with the combo. So, essentially, it's really hard for that deck to trudge through all those pros to get to the top eight. I think Tim's right. I feel like with the way that the metagame has been shaken up with this new set coming out and basically like a new metagame completely, you know, you have the bannings that made some of the more powerful decks like unplayable. Like where was blue white? Like before this blue white was everywhere. And at this pro tour, you saw like no blue white decks. The Sahili deck is good. But it's not good against Mardu, which is what is good right now. And until a mid-range answer comes along to kind of answer the Mardu deck, you're not really going to be able to play the Sahili deck. But then once the mid-range deck is the top, like if Black Green Delirium or even like an Esper mid-range or something comes pretty soon, then you'll be able to play that Sahili Rai combo more. I think it's a good deck. It's just badly positioned and a very aggressive meta. See, I played Mardu vehicles before the bands, and it was it was really hard in a meta full of Black Green Delirium and Blue White Spirits because they had a better top end. The worst thing about playing against a Spirits deck was getting a couple of your guys bounced with Reflector Mage along the way when it just that would stop that three damage guy getting in twice. Where now that's kind of out of the way. So if you play a Mardu deck with heavier removal, you are basically tooled to kill the combo already, and you're just going aggro as fuck so when they just try to t- do the combo on four to win before they die you're like no shoot your shit you know shock your deal you know they could even do the unlicensed disintegration having the ban hurt delirium also the one card was them going to get that emerical to finish it off like ishkana they would normally get that early on to hold you off long enough and then the next traverse they found then it was game over they can hold you off with Ishkana, but you can still do that final six damage to them some way or another with all these vehicles that fly or whatever. Mardu is a house right now. Yeah, I feel like even Black Green Delirium 
can still go because I used to play Black Green Delirium, and most of the time you didn't really need Emrakul to win. It wasn't like when you're playing uh, Etherworks Marvel deck, and that's your plan, is to just, I'm going to beat them with Emrakul. I'm going to Emrakul the fuck out their shit. You uh, play your usual Jundi game, and then when you grinded them out, you were just like, hey, I got this Traverse you and Wald. I guess I'm an Emrakul now, and just win. Woohoo! You know, it's just like, shut the door on them. I feel like a black green delirium deck can still go with its grim flares and Ishkana and Minerak Demon. That shell is really good. They gotta find the answer to this heart of Kieran and Gideon. That's such a fucking sweet top end to an aggro deck. That's like Hellrider levels of sweet. And I really think that they're going to have to find an answer to that. And that's going to be the next deck, the next mid-range deck that can deal with that effectively. Well, the answer to Gideon is rotation. But just imagine how shitty it would be if you had the Gideon, the Heart of Karen, and the Smuggler's Copter all on there in the same deck. Like, part of me is like, Jesus Christ, how did they not figure this out beforehand? Seeing this top eight, the Smuggler's Copter band makes even more sense now. Smuggler's Copter was still around. They probably wouldn't even play Heart of Karen. And I don't think. Uh, I mean, I think that, you know, the two of those really support each other really well. I mean, I think there's a lot more mischief that could be done out there, and maybe it helps you, you know, do a little bit more damage sooner, and maybe you're not as much into other vehicles. But yeah, I'm totally on board with the band now. They do complement each other, I agree in some aspect, but you don't want to like overload your vehicle's deck. You might do like a three and one split or a two and two, or maybe even like a three and two, but you want those heavier vehicles later on, like the, the caravan to be a five, five bruiser come in, or even the Aether sphere harvester, which comes in its lifelink three, five, which stops pretty much anything they're doing and gains three life, which that card has really been a house. And the Mirror Breaker, I think, is having two or three of those in the deck instead of just one of. Other decks in Standard, the uh, Green-Black Counters Constrictor deck, pretty fucking sweet. And it gets explosive super quick, but, I mean, if you take out that Constrictor... The card I love from that deck is old Walkin' Ballista, man. I kind of miss this card when I was looking at the spoiler... Uh, I feel bad, dude. I haven't played any Aether Revolt yet, but I was, you know, looking at the spoiler when I was thinking about going to do a pre-release, but ended up not doing it. I like this walking Ballista guy, though. He's an XX artifact creature, kind of like old Hangerback Walker. He enters the battlefield with X plus one plus one counters. You pay four colorless to put a plus one plus one counter on him. And then he has the Triskelion ability where you uh, remove a plus one plus one counter to deal one damage to a target. You know, this thing uh, is already a cool commander card with Micaeus, the Unhallowed. It's like an infinite combo. I like that card. And I, I opened one at my pre-release and I saw the power of it. So I went home and I pre-ordered him at five apiece. So I got my playset early cheap. At the pre-release, every time I landed it, it was fucking insane. Like, even if we just one counter on it early on, and then I just, like, put a counter on it and then shoot his 3-1 or whatever. There's so many creatures and limited with the one toughness. It makes it insane. You just pick off a servo at end step or whatever, add four mana, blam. You know, uh, I love it. Yeah, how about Mindrack Demon? It's a freaking crime that this card is less than $5. I mean, I almost feel any other standard, this would be a much more used card than it is, but I really like it in this deck. I mean, you know, Flying, Trample, those are really the things you need to kind of go up against, you know, like Heart of Karn and some other stuff. Well, Mindrack Demon was in the dual decks. That's probably why it's so cheap, because remember how badass Pelucranos was. I think I'm going to Monstrous Pelucranos for 12. Power up. A 
but he never really went over five dollars because he was in the dual decks five toughness really puts it as a house and standard and there's a lot of like heart of kieran's four four and that still loses to it heart of kieran's not four four most of the time though because when you got depala and fucking veteran motorist in your deck like it's usually gonna trade or it's gonna have to chump block the mardu variants are running a couple more shocks and stuff and drop the depala they're actually running p and alar uh, it allows them to get through some the last few points of damage later on, which is, you know, you, you shoot a flyer or a blocker with, with reach and get in there with your vehicle because both their flyers, like the Heart of Kieran and the, uh, the Harvester, are flying. So that's kind of their end game is to get that last couple damage with those those top end vehicles. Yeah, like if it was legal, I think you would replace that Pia with the uh, sm- Smuggler's Copter. There's a couple other red cards. Again, I mentioned uh, Fall the Titans because in this deck, it'd really be easy for you to just play a one drop and then pour four or five mana into removing a blocker and shooting them for three. And that'd be a great way to kind of finish the game, take out a Planeswalker, uh, do all sorts of things. Like, this card is like a dollar, if that. And it's, uh, I'd pick up foils. Fuck it. Yeah, man, I gotta figure out who my next client's gonna be. I've been having my eye on Paulo Vitor Domodorosa. Paulo Vitor Domodorosa. The best thing to come from Brazil since Blanca from Street Fighter 2. I shook his hand once and it was like touching a Greek man's chest. So I bet he spanks it a lot, dude. He'll probably listen to what I'm trying to say. Paulo. Yeah, man, he's fucking good. Yeah, he kind of looks like a wrestler too. Lean, kind of stringy. Yeah, rubber bandy. Getcha. I was thinking, uh, Ari. Lax. I noticed a lot of the pros, when they tweet something, they get, you know, 30, 40 responses. And him being a Pro Tour champion, he tweets and he gets very few. But he's very cynical and sarcastic. I love the guy. Like, let's bring him on here, man. Let's make that guy fucking popular again. They roasted him on Reddit. They're just fucking pissed off because these Cheeto-bearded fedora-wearing fuck sacks have never touched a female breast in their entire life. And they've become so fucking triggered by the act of a man giving in to his baser desires because they never got the testosterone necessary to have a sexual thought about anything that wasn't in a fucking hentai anime. This guy is a fucking Pro Tour champion. That's right, man. It's fucked up. He should have at least three likes. Come on, give the guy three fucking likes. I don't want to be the first like every time. Yeah, that's kind of sad. I feel like people go too ham on the like button, man. I'm always getting notifications from Twitter about how like, oh, 30 people like this thing that Huey Jensen said. And it was like just him saying that he was having a fucking sandwich at the deli downtown. It's like, what the fuck? Hop off his dick. I hate that when I'm on Facebook all the time, people will just be hitting the like button on everything. Brian Rommel. One and only Sex Panther. <laughs> fucking brian travis Ooh la la. what is it about guys named brian that they just want to fuck the like button all the time my mom too my mom's always hitting the like button on everything why don't you fucking take the time to actually comment on something somebody said and give something useful something funny something silly something stupid not just a fucking like button you lazy pieces of shit yeah well that's their way of showing support. They want to add the number. Have you ever seen a Black Mirror? On uh, Netflix, there was this reality in the future where everyone walks around with their cell phone, and when they interact with anybody, they swipe and they give them one through five stars. <laughs> Thank you. And then as they walk away, the person gets to see what ranking they got. And as the lower rankings they get, the shittier they are in society. They stop getting applied for loans and this, this and this and that. But people are so just like attached to their phone and their liked scores. And I feel like we're headed that way. It's like it's like a great well, glimpse. Okay, here's here's part of the thing about all that though, because like I've got you know on the Facebook and everything. I don't do the Twitter. I don't understand all that goddamn millennial bullshit. Good old fashioned John Holland. Remember a time when you can finger bang a chick after the ice cream social and it was still legal to hit your wife? 
Ah, uh, those were the days. But like, you know, on the Facebook, you know, you got your friends from high school and shit, and you got people you work with or used to work with or anything like that. The number one thing that I just hit the like button without even giving a fuck about is when they post pictures of their kids. Because you're in a no-win situation there. Because if you don't like a picture of somebody's kid, then you're kind of an asshole. Mmm, that's why people call you an asshole. It's starting to make sense, John. And the number two thing is, is like, you really can't put a comment on that, like, hey, you got some good-looking children there, you know, or something like that. That's creepy as fuck. People just want you to hit the like button, and that's it. They don't want to comment. They don't want discourse. You know, they just want to feel validated. That's it. That's all they want. Now they add all these emotions, too. Somebody's like, oh, look at my busted knee, and you're like, like, I don't feel comfortable with that, so maybe I go, like, anger. The the worst thing... Like, what do you even call those things? They're not the emotion things, but it's like when people reply, you know, on the Facebook and it's like the little, uh, they're kind of like animated a little bit, you know, and they're like five times the size of a normal smiley, you know, on the Facebook. Yeah. Cue the Emoto commercial. Yeah. Oh God, that's so fucking annoying. You know, It's a box you emote your feelings into and your friend who has an Emoto box receives your feelings. It's like you can smile at the box and your friend will receive your smile. John, you haven't listened to any of our episodes, have you? <laughs> no, I've been... absolutely. You know what I like to do when people post pictures of their kids on Facebook? I like to Photoshop dicks in their mouths. It's not technically child porn. My lawyer said so. It's not. If you're not physically touching or if you're not looking at naked pictures of other people, if you're putting your naked nudes on other things then it's not child porn i'll put pictures of my dick in a kid's mouth that's not hilarious i get like a big old fat fucking black dick like lexington steel or mandingo and put that shit (laughs) in your little baby girl's mouth while she's like Uh, eating ice cream that shit's just good comedy oh god well, that's, you know, one of the things is like, you know, I'm old enough where I've got friends where they've got kids graduating from high school and shit. And it's like, can't post things like, you know, like, oh, you've got such a beautiful daughter. You know, she looks just like you or whatever, because they're probably going to read that like, holy fuck, this guy was stalking me in high school, you know, and now he wants my daughter or something. You just got to stay away from that shit. Did you stalk a lot of chicks in high school, John? Like, no, I did not. I went to like a really like small high school. So it's like. You know, stalking is kind of, like, impossible because everybody knew each other and, like, you know, everybody's families knew each other and shit. So it was, like, not possible for you to stalk people. Like, 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 like. John, I've noticed uh, one thing when editing. Uh, when you lie or you tell fabrications, you say, like, a ton during. And you said, like, like, seven times in that lesson. <laughs> I think Tim's right. I think you said it at like, least nine times. Like, what are you talking about? Like, I went to this, like, really small school. Like, I, I stalked some chicks. Yeah, like, I don't know. Throw some extra likes in there. Okay. I went to a very large high school, and I stalked all the women. Thank you for being honest. No likes in that statement. That was amazing. So, um. Yeah, no likes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love you guys, dude. Magic and Hash is fucking doing it, man. We've been bringing some killer content forward. And even if John Holland doesn't listen, I don't give a fuck because other people are. And Brian Travis, hit that like button. I released episode 14 and I waited by my phone and no one hit the like button. A whole day. Normally, I post it. 15 minutes later, people are like, oh, this funny shit. Was it because it's just like continuation of last week and it's like the same thing? Or You just said like twice. All right. It's Click fake. Me. It was a fake episode. It's coming out next week. Damn you, John. Fucking jujitsu, do you? Look for Morrow's Drive to Work episode two and Fuck Lawrence podcast episode one. Holy shit. I forgot that we recorded Fuck Lawrence podcast. That's going to be tight. Yeah, no, you see, I would actually listen to the Fuck Lawrence podcast. I know. It's got Matt Hoover, and he never does anything, so it was great to hear his hatred. <laughs> oh, Matt Hoover does something, and that's climb on top of his wife every goddamn night. Jesus. She's already pregnant again. <laughs> she's already pregnant again? They just had a baby, like, two weeks ago. It was like a week and a half, but yes, she's pregnant yeah, again. He- see, they live on a military base, and she's military so i think the more she's pregnant the less she's in duty so they're just like trying to like really just in and out in and out and just spend the company money as long as you can we need to talk to matt hoover about putting these kids to work you know making uh, magic and hash swami turbans coming soon to help us continue creating killer content Visit www.patreon.com backslash magic and hash and help donate to our show. If you like what we're putting down, then show us with that wallet. Merch. 
clickbait duggets so it's gonna be a turban with a pot leaf on it magic and hash a green turban or like a white turban with a green pot leaf or something yep and it'll say magic and hash and you can sport that shit when you go to the gp and people will be like the fuck man why are you so cool and just be like don't worry about it we're gonna start selling our merch on our patreon site we'll have t-shirts for sale they'll be 15 dollars, and they say magic and hash you also have to become a patreon member that's part of the deal so you have to give me a dollar a month fucker god your dignity has a low price yeah everybody wants a shirt that they have to pay a dollar a month to keep and when you stop subscribing to the patreon we're gonna send rocco over there to come collect our t-shirt you're in a two-year contract and at the end of that you can like upgrade your shirt if you need to we also are gonna have tokens patreon members if a five dollar subscriber will send you out a batch of tokens god this is the shittiest npr pledge drive i've ever heard and for any patreon members ten dollars or above I'll write you a personalized rap song, along with the tokens, the t-shirt, all the madness. That is at the $10 tier, so hit us up. Bring, bring, bring your name here. Give us the duggets. Oh, dude, tote bags. We can model them after your uh, pendulous ball sack. Once again, that's www.patreon.com backslash magic and hash. Thanks. That's a pretty good idea. You know, I actually had this idea where, you know, like those uh, reusable bags for the grocery store and shit, you should do that, except, like, the handle is like a unibrow. So that when it's lying flat, the face on it looks like it's got a unibrow. I agree. That is the worst thing I've ever heard. No, let's do that. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, but, you know, the only faces you would have is, like, people with famous fucking unibrows, like Frida. God, I'm so sold, dude. John is... Is there anybody else with a famous unibrow? Uh, Anthony Davis... Did Groucho Marx have a unibrow? I forget. Yeah, Hitler. uh, uh, Chaplin? Or uh, what's the quiet guy? Uh, Charlie Chaplin? Nah, he didn't have a unibrow, bro. Hitler didn't have a unibrow either. I don't think Groucho Marx did either. I'm looking at him right now, and he has has two eyebrows. Didn't Reed Duke have um, a unibrow for a while? I think Randy Savage had a unibrow during the steroid years. Dig it! Oh, yeah! Did you guys see the the Royal Rumble? That shit was fucking insane. That was the same day as PAX South, so you had this ungodly mix of disgusting video game nerds and disgusting WWE nerds walking the streets of San Antonio. It was awful. It was great to see Goldberg spear a bunch of people and then The Undertaker come in and throw seven people out of the fucking ring like a monster. Yeah, and then Roman Reigns came out at number 30 and eliminated The Undertaker and I swear to God, dude, I've never seen somebody more hated in my entire life. You can go check out my dirty ass spotty mark of a brother, Justin Zane's YouTube channel and listen to him rant about how Roman Reigns has ruined his life because he literally has no life outside of WWE. Yeah, the crowd was booing and booing and booing and the thing is the undertaker is one of the greatest heels of all time and people should be booing him actually he's become a a face by being such a great heel does your brother know that wrestling is fake justin zane just 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 justin zane 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 just just zane justin zane zane He says he does, bro, but when he's watching it, I don't think that he remembers. Yeah, just real quickly, you know, I'm walking around downtown because of Pac South and everything, and like, you know, the guys, they're they're staying at certain hotels, and there's like people that are like lined up and shit, and they're not just there to like, you know, get the picture like it's a celebrity or something. They're there, got like, uh, how can I describe it? It's... It's like, you know, they're there to support them. Like it's an athlete going into an event. You know what I'm saying? Holy shit, that doesn't matter at all. It's not real. I don't think that everybody feels that way, though, because you have these people. They are amazing athletes. Like the things that they do, you know, some random jack off from the NBA or the fucking NFL couldn't Tom come Brady. in there and do it at WWE. Go oh, dude. Well, oh, don't even start, man. Well, I mean, I get Dude, that. But he got put on the list of Jericho tonight. <laughs> nice. 
but I guess what I'm saying is like, you know, I think of like the WWE kind of more like a music concert, you know, than like a, you know, like a basketball game or something, you know, because I mean, yeah, there's singers and everything, but you know, you're going to hear the songs and everything. It's not like they're making up shit or, you know, like it's going to be somehow different, but like, you know, baseball game or whatever, you don't know who's going to win. It's up in the air kind of, I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, you're cheering and everything. It's not going to like, change the outcome or like how things are perceived i mean but what concert is drawing fifty-two thousand people at the alamo dome seriously <laughs> okay dude seriously every concert that's at the at&t center because that's the bigger venue in town I, I don't know man i think that you know the wwe is a really inspirational thing for me and uh for my family and it really is an awesome pastime. Uh, it's a cool thing to do. Uh, the characters are larger than life. And I think that, you know, uh, it is okay. okay to be fanatical about something like well, that. Me, you know, let me put like, it like this, though, man. Would you, like, go stake out a hotel while they're, where they're staying and expect them to be in character? Well, no, because I'm not... I'm not on that level of like obsession fandom. Like I am a diehard WWE fan, but I'm just not about hound dog and shit, but I could see how like a 12 year old kid would want to do something like that. You know? Oh yeah. I mean, I can understand that for like a 12 year old kid, but I'm talking like grown ass adults. Well, I mean, some of these grown adults have children. Like, you know, like if I ever had kids, which, I would never want to have kids because that's disgusting. But if I did, I would probably have a WWE fan as a kid and uh, I would go there and mark out with them and not feel like I'm a complete fucking loser. A lot of these people can't turn it off. Like some of these younger wrestlers, people don't know them out in public. They just, they're just like some, another seven foot monster walking around. But the Undertaker, you can't hide that. He can't turn that off in his daily life. He's always the fucking Undertaker. You know, he had to come back to it because people are like, there's the fucking Undertaker. I delivered the mail to the Undertaker. You know, like... But, the, had- the, but the fucking Undertaker isn't, like, walking through the hotel lobby with, like, the hat on and the... You know, he's not going to, like, drive through the hotel lobby on his fucking motorcycle, like, with I all the gator and everything, like, he enters the fucking ring. Of course he doesn't do that. And these I, people are, like, fucking upset that he doesn't do that. I would do it. I smoke blunts everywhere I go, John. Everywhere. Yeah, I wear this sw- swami hat everywhere I go. I even wear it while I make love. Yeah, I had to fucking take an international business trip for swami superstars, and uh, when I was at uh, customs, you know, at Kennedy, um, I tried to go in with my turban on. They wouldn't let me through. And then, so I went to the bathroom and took my turban off and came back and they let me through. I'm surprised you went to the airport with a turban or anywhere with a turban. I'd keep that shit under wraps. I'd like get home, draw the blinds closed, and then Skype my turban. Because you're living in America and Trump's the president. Dude, shit, shit's crazy right now. I know, man. That's why I'm trying to fucking uh, get adopted by Big Tuna. Hashtag internment camp 2017. I wish it were internment camps. Start with all the people who think wrestling is real. (laughs) And all the scrubs that beat Travis Wu at the Pro Tour. Those are all fucking scrubs, Travis. What'd you do, man? man? Yeah, seriously, how how the fuck did he lose to the scrubs? It's like he didn't even lose to anybody good. It's just such a letdown, dude. I'm so glad that I didn't do more to hype him up because I'd be really embarrassed right now. If the pro teams thought that Marty was going to be a force there, there would be some more sideboard tech, like main deck a bunch of Radiant Flames or some shit. You know, you're playing three colors. Just fucking pop Playing off. tendrils? How you doing? How you doing? They're not playing black, though. He's playing, he's playing Jeskai. Oh, he was playing the Sahili deck? He wanted to play Control. He wanted to draw games as long as possible. Well, possible. see, I told him to fucking play Mono Red so he would have time to beat off more between rounds, but he didn't fucking listen to me, and that's why I had to drop his ass like a bad habit. Later. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bye, Felicia. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Gotta take care of a little business. Magic Hash is brought to you by the delicious taste of Comic Cola. Uh, stop drinking water, milk. Uh, put Comic Cola on your cereal. Use it for baking. Use it for household cleaning. Comic Cola is very delicious, and you can get a deal now. Patreon.com/slash Magic and Hash. Uh, go give us money. 
um, so that we can actually uh, take care of our legal fees and get Comic Cola back on the shelves. The most refreshing, tasty beverage ever. Check out YouTube, other uses for Comic Cola. You can clean paintbrushes. It uses Octane Boost, and it can also be used if you are diabetic, as insulin uh, in emergency situations. John? Oy vey. Okay, so slightly unnoticed and why I want to do some talking about it, little article put out by Chris Cox, the president of Withers of the Coast, on the eh, middle of January somewhere, talking about how they're uh, re-rigging the whole thing for the Wizards digital games, blah, 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 blah. Uh, you guys see this thing? No. Nope. Yeah, I did. They were talking about um, maybe making an enhanced reality game for Dungeons and & Dragons and an MMORPG based off Magic Together. So I want to set this up by telling a story about my dad. All right. Okay. Cue the sound effects. Tim, some early 70s music, please. I love this song. (laughs) Thank you. My dad goes to college. He gets an MBA. Starts working for Fisher Scientific. They make all kinds of scientific instruments and shit like that. Works there for about four years, and this opportunity comes up. There's this manufacturing company. They want to expand nationwide. They want to expand into Canada and Mexico. They hire my dad and this other guy to start doing all the market research for it, right? When they get hired, big press release. Full page. Please welcome these guys. Blah, blah. First step on our new expansion. Blah, 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 blah. So they start getting to work. A little while goes by, and they start realizing that some of the numbers they're getting from the company aren't adding up. So they go to their boss, and they're like, hey, boss, you know, what's the deal? You know, we're trying to figure out this whole expansion strategy, and it's not adding up. Don't worry about it. Just go with these numbers. Just do your job. Don't worry about that. More time goes by. And they start realizing that there is no fucking way these numbers are correct. There is either something, like, really, really wrong with the way that they're accounting for things, or like there's somebody out there that's like actually, you know, doing something like illegal to make these numbers the way they are. So they go to their boss's boss with what they've got. And mind you, they're still a little bit wet beyond the ears. Boss's boss says, okay, thank you very much. Later that day, both of them get fired. One sentence press release. So-and-so are no longer working with the company. Good luck on your future endeavors, blah, 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 blah. So Wizards is the fucking king of doing this. Like they put out these gigantic fucking press releases about, you know, oh, this is the new future of our so-and-so and we've hired all these fucking people blah 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 and then like later on they don't even get a press release saying that they fucking fucked it all up and it's done maybe you get like morrow to respond to it on his tumblr or something oh hey whatever happened to so-and-so writing the book we're not doing that shit anymore so whenever i see something like this from wizards it just makes me think that something is all completely fucked up and it's really just a gigantic scam there is never going to be a magic the gathering mmo there is never going to be a DD augmented reality game None of this shit is ever going to happen. And trust me, six months from now, somebody's going to ask about it, and they're going to say, we're not doing that shit anymore. So the Magic Real Experience, or whatever they're coming out with, the uh, Magic Hyper Super Game, it actually kind of threatens MTGO, because people have their online collections. They have thousands of dollars in these MTGO cards, and shit's just diminishing. My tip to you is sell out on MTGO and draft with that shit, or fucking uh, try to sell out ticks for you know, 80 cents to a dollar or whatever you can get for it. If you're a pro and you want to use that as training, that's like the upper tier of training, and that's what they're using that for. So maybe they carry on and they market towards pros alone or some sort of uh, competitive player. I think what they're trying to do is that they want to be like Blizzard, where like there's one kind of launcher, and inside that launcher there's going to be MTGO, there's going to be... Uh, Duel of the Planeswalkers, there's going to be you know an MMO and a lane pusher or whatever the fuck it is. I don't think that they will ever fucking get there. I think this is purely like a uh, corporate inside, you know, make the stock price go up kind of thing. And part of it too is like, you know, there are D&D MMOs out there and they all fucking suck. There's like literally no Hasbro properties out there that have done this successfully. Wizards of the Coast really just has no business trying to fucking make video games. Well, I mean, think about it, dude. Playing Magic and Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that, the coolest part of it is getting together with your bros, crushing a couple of brews, maybe a couple lines of toot, jamming some games of Commander, or continuing on your campaign in fucking Forgotten Realms. Oh, this dude rolled a one and fucking stabbed himself in the eye. 
this dude rolled a 20 and chopped like fucking five orcs heads off. Like you just don't get that same experience sitting in front of your computer with your fucking anime pajama pants on where your fucking putt hangs out, scratching your belly and fucking eating Cheetos. It's just not the same. These games, magic, D&D, they're meant to be played with fucking actual human beings and for you to get together that's like the main point of the game, dude, because playing Magic Online, it's okay, but it's kind of boring. I mean, you could be doing other games online that are way more fun, like Doom or Madden or some shit like the that. The thing is, um, that, that's used as a training tool so that when you do play paper cards with other people, you wreck them, right? So it's like in your free time, when you go home or you're doing whatever, in your free time, you could actually be getting better so that when you do go out of the shop, you're not getting wrecked by that fucking little kid and laughing at you and you're a 35-year-old man. Fuck him. You have a job and a fucking mortgage and that little kid does not know responsibility yet and he laughs at you. So fuck it. Eight years ago, MTGO saw this fucking writing on the wall. They saw all these games coming out with better animation or this or that and they could have poured money into MTGO to make it more fun or animated or whatever. It looks like Windows 98. We are in 2017. They need to catch up with the times, alright? All these other games that are passing them, fucking A, man. You need to get your fucking shit together. Well then get your shit together! Get it all together and put it in a backpack. All your shit! So it's together! And if you gotta take it somewhere, take it somewhere, you know? Take it to the shit store and sell it! Or put it in a shit museum, I don't care what you do! You just gotta get it together! Get your shit together! And make that shit, maybe make the cards animated online, or this or that, or whatever, or have it more user-friendly. You look down there and you're like, I can't even find an Aether Revolt draft, but they're under leagues. So you have to search that fucking shit out. I had people turning away saying they couldn't find Aether Revolt drafts on our Facebook group, and I said, no, search out the leagues. That's a foul on them. I mean, that's drafts that they're missing out on right now. Would that really make the game any better, though? I don't think I would play it anymore. The only reason I have Magic Online is because I like playing with you guys, because I love fucking crushing you, Scrubs. And since you guys live so far away, it's hard for me to crush you, you know, with paper cards. So I look for you online, and I'm like a fucking predator. I'm just like, oh yeah, there he is. I'm about to fucking challenge him. You can't do a game in like five minutes. It has to be a three-hour draft, and you're sitting there on your phone for three hours. All these phone games are, are killing it. Dude, WWE Supercard, I can be on that shit for three hours a day easy. The thing about MTGO is that the things that should be fun to play online, like Commander and some of the quote-unquote casual formats, you know, Winchester drafts and other shit like that, uh, I know shit like Conspiracy even, those should be the things that you should be playing online. And it seems like it would be be easier to play them online even than it is in person because i mean nobody fucking likes shuffling their hundred card commander deck it's a pain in the ass you know but for whatever reason mtgo can't do the things that lend themselves to being the most fun online and it's even a little bit disingenuous to say you can like train on mtgo because it's got its own meta it's got its own kind of crazy cycle to it you know so you can go and play test a deck that's just gonna wreck balls at your fnm but you're gonna get your dick stomped on mtgo because it's a whole different beast as Frontier grows stronger, you still can't play Frontier online, and I think they should just, during an update, make that an option so that you can make a constructed deck in Frontier, or like have that be, you can challenge somebody and you well, can select Frontier. There should be a way that you can like create custom games with like whatever rules you want to. I mean, I don't see how you can't do that. You know, and it's not just about Frontier, but it's also about, you know, Tiny Leaders or Commander or any other variation that you want to. I mean, why can't you just have like a set editor thing where you can kind of create your own game and have people join it. Well, fucking A, listen up, hashtag Watsy. Have you ever played in a commander group where everyone brings the same fucking deck every week? Commander's on MTGO, but you can't actually play for any stakes. You can't actually do competitions or leagues or anything with it. It's supported, but there's, like, no reason to do it. What about Frontier? Of course not, because Frontier's not a real format, and it never will be. God, John... They're just losing all of the fucking Frontier people to X-Mage and fucking Cockatrice right now. I have 20 Siege Rhinos, John. Help me out here, bro. I kind of understand the point of, like, they can't respond to every fad that comes because then, you know, they'd just be rolling out the fucking official Tiny Leaders League or whatever. I mean, just free it up so people could play whatever the fuck they want to on it, kind of like those other uh, magic simulator things. Ah, uh, back in the day. Good old-fashioned John Holland. When a molasses chew and a dime in your pocket was heaven on earth.
I like that. So walking ballista. Sid, you mentioned that earlier. That card has been killing it. People have been trying that shit in modern and other formats. Brian DeMars. Channel Fireball. Yeah. Every day I got some fly shit on. Right and legit strategies about MTG and girls on their knees. Please. Brian DeMars printed an article. It was a affinity list with walking ballista. Hanger back walker. Or of Steel Overseer, which is something I mentioned on our Facebook group, and a bunch of one drops, like the one the one drop modular guy. It's a sweet list. It looks really great. He thought about splashing green or hardened scales. He's got like sixteen creatures that enter the battlefield with a counter, and then he has eight modular creatures, so he can shift counters over. It seems like a really killer deck, and he runs one Gavney Township, so he can add counters. He could play Corpse Jack Menace. What about Prime Speaker Zagana, bro? Holy fuck. You're going to run green for hardened skills. You might as well green-blue affinity. Green-black, Corpse Jack Menace. Sid's going deep. Make it Sultai. Constrictor and Modern. Constrictor, Corpse Jack Menace, and it tops off at Prime Speaker Zagana. You just reload your hand. Just keep going ham. Why go three colors? Just go green, black, affinity. You don't need other shit. Why go just two colors? Why not go Wooberg affinity? You already have Glimmer yeah. Void. You yeah, got Glimmer Void. It taps for walker. any color. You got all sorts of counter synergies already. Overseer, Walker. You can splash right. white for Path to Exile. You can just path your own shit, you know? It's good fix. It's really not hard getting any color with Affinity anyway. Fuck it. Five color Affinity counters. You could play Micaeus the Unhallowed. That's an infinite combo with Walking Ballista. That's pretty good. We'll build Legacy Wooberg Affinity. Oh, no, we got to make it vintage so we can also put Workshop in there. Put Snapcaster in that shit. Yeah, dude. Oh, and we gotta put Deathrite Shaman. As a matter of fact, fuck the Walking Ballista. New deck. <laughs> Modern discussion. <laughs> Welcome to Modern Cast. My name's Tim. You might know me from Magic and Hash and Aethercast. Joining me from everything else, we have Sid Swami. Howdy, homies. We're going to talk about some modern. We're here to talk about modern and cards, magic cards, a deck master game. And joining us from the shadows, we got John Holland. To my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It caught on in a flash. He did the mash. Well, I think we need to start off every modern podcast by reminding everybody that Become Immense is the most threatening thing to democracy and freedom in this country, and we're going to schedule a protest outside Wizards headquarters for 4 p.m. on Friday, and we want you to be there with signs, and we want you to hold them up so they know just what a threat this fucking common card is that has a whole bunch of conditions to the entire state of the free world. Just like Eldrazi Displacer, you're arguing two months ago. Gataxium probe killed Infect, haven't you heard? No, no, no. Tim, 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 Tim. They banned the wrong card. You don't understand. Just the the fact that that card is still out there until they have scooped up every fucking copy of Become Immense, thrown it through a shredder, and had the UN verify the weight and all that, Ryan Rommel will not rest. What up, what up? God damn it, don't bring Ryan Rommel into this. One and only Sex Panther. He hasn't slept a wink since 2007, maybe. The fucking guy is just up all night, hate-speeching people. So Fatal Push was pretty dope at the Pro Tour, and I think Fatal Push is pretty dope in Modern. I was thinking about making my Selesnia Tron into a Golgari Tron with Fatal Push. What do you guys think about that? Constrictor goes in that shit. Well, the problem with Fatal Push is that if you've got the Deceiver Exarch in your hand, I mean, you know, then that Fatal Push is just keep the mana, still not going to get it off. 
whatever. Deceiver Exarch. I'm talking about Tron, bro, not Twin. Shit, who plays a Deceiver Exarch? What the fuck is that? I just, like, have been finding that Path to Exile is kind of lame in Tron because it helps them catch up in mana. Path to Exile always reminds me of Cast from Exile, and I I just hate playing that card. Wait, what's that? What the fuck is Cast from Exile? Are you talking about Suspend? Are you talking about Ancestral Vision? It's unbanned now. No, that that podcast released on Enemy Base six months ago. The second that they ban Become Immense... They also have to simultaneously unban Splinter Twin, and that's the only way that we can go back to modern. Fuck. My only hope. Marty, I'm sorry, but the only power source capable of generating 1.21 gigawatts of electricity is a bolt of lightning. What did you say? A bolt of lightning. Unfortunately, you never know when or where it's ever going to strike. We do now. If we could somehow harness this lightning... Channel it into the flux capacitor. It just might work. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. Bring back Birthing Pod and Jason Mindsculpter. Unban Modern. Oh, fuck Birthing Pod. We have to have Splitter Twin back, goddammit. Give me a fucking skull clamp and a bunch of tokens, and I'm happy. You're just trying to get Brian Rommel triggered now, aren't you? John's over here talking about Splinter Twin. It's like, as soon as they banned Splinter Twin, Brian Rommel was like, chill for a day. Then he's like, oh shit, become a mitz, rabble, rabble, rabble. We've once again reached that point in the evening where Tim is too stoned to no, continue. We're not, we're not, we're not there yet. Let's fucking put a ribbon on this turd. Fucking put it under Dude, the Christmas tree. We got 10 minutes to go. So, PT coverage. You guys Dude, like... you've already got... There's another half hour you have. You are too stoned to continue. What do you mean I got another half an hour? I got 48 minutes on our recording right now. What happened to the first fucking half hour? Yeah, remember? Yeah. We had to quit the call and start it over again. We were talking about Smuggler's Copter. Alright, so I guess we could wrap it up. Alright, so I want to... <laughs> oh my god. I have been smoking. Unsafe at any speed. Woo! So, Team Lingering Souls, they tore it up. Donald Smith took fourth. Shout out to Team Lingering Souls. I also want to give a shout out to our Patreon supporters. We have several new Patreon supporters. We got Charles Burchett. He works in a rubber factory making dildos and fake vaginas. Hey, Charles. That's awesome. Hook a brother up. We got Brian Travis. Wait, what do you want him to hook you up with? A dildo or a fake vagina or both? You just want, like, a whole bunch of, uh, you know, rejects that, like, you know, don't meet the factory specifications and you can just bring those over i'm running low on fleshlights i just need the rubber insert hook me up all right so we have brian travis he's a male copper tone swimsuit model he actually invented an extra layer of fabric to keep the taint dry during photo shoots and i feel like that's like fucking steve jobs style shit it's fucking awesome man he's supporting us he's got a fucking super sweet mohawk does he do that thing where like they pour the blue liquid to show how extra absorbent the taint holder is no i just i just think he uses it John. What is that blue liquid anyways? Is it, I, I know it's supposed to be period blood, but like, what is it actually made of? When I see that on the TV, all I can think of is like that blue water in the fucking Porta shitters. And so when they're pouring it, I like smell Porta shitter. Oh, I hate those commercials. Which brings us up to our last Patreon supporter, Mr. Jason Roskam. Fuck yeah. Get some Who has taken the Matt Hoover approach at life? He has 10 kids. He lost his house and he now works and slash lives at a summer camp. This is a cool job. What do you think, guys? Yeah, it's pretty dope. I'm pretty sure that he's going to end up being that camp counselor that just snaps one night and hacks up all the kids with an axe. But for now, I bet it's pretty sweet. Get the canoe, fucking arts and crafts, grilling out, playing basketball. Yeah, that's pretty sad. Like you're bringing a chick home and you're bringing her home to like a fucking platform tent with bunk beds what the fuck man kumbaya motherfucker we want to thank all of our patreons and i beg to the rest of you not supporting us i'm working a soul-crushing existence at a construction job please donate at www.patreon.com backslash magic and hash also if you like what we're doing 
Pitch a buck a month. It might not mean much to you, but it means a lot to me and the gracious golden guru, Sid Swami here. Where can we find you, Sid? We're still working on getting the YouTube shit started up. I, I did paint the wall, but, you know, I've been busy trying to recruit new people to the corporation. But we are starting a YouTube channel soon, so be on the lookout for that. That's going to be dope. And, yeah, just check us out on Facebook at the Magic and Hash Group. Tim's always post the new podcast. The Magic and Hash Network is expanding. And of course, you know, we only have one person to thank for that. And that's Comic Cola. They are our corporate overlords and everything we do is for their glory. Amen. Awesome. I love Comic Cola. And the next thing to be banned in a week, aside from Heart of Kieran, John Holland, where can we find you, brother? Uh, You can find me going back and forth through immigrations and customs at any airport while other people have a sad face. All right. Hit us up at magicandhash at gmail.com with all your inquiries. Hit up Sid with all your hate mail at sidsheymail at gmail.com. Tim Kempter on Facebook. Magic underscore Timmy on Twitter. Thanks for getting blitzed with us. Peace out.